0: say start just start somewhere it doesn't matter where start somewhere you have to take action like because the more that you sit there in that chair that you're sitting in right now or if you're in your car or whatever that you're sitting in and the more that you keep thinking to yourself like oh i want to do it i want to do it i want to do it well there here you go six months later still telling yourself the same thing oh i want to do it i want to do it. i'm thinking about leveling up or taking the next position or getting a commission job the more that you sit there thinking about it the more that you're Damaging your own self instead of just taking action.
1: Guys, what's going on? Thank you for plugging in today to Domination Station location, Fountain Hills, here in the seminar room at the Elliott Group. Guys, today we have Selena with us. We're going to be going over some different things about the journey, getting to the Elliott Group, moving up in the dealership that she worked at, and just the entire journey and every, you know, the positives, the negatives, and and all the in betweens that people don't really hear about. So, I mean, Selena, can you just kind of walk us through like quick you know, minute or two story of you kind of getting to where you are now and like growing in the dealership and in sales?
0: Yeah. So I started in the automotive space. I started at a car dealership when I was 18 years old and have been in the industry for nine years. Um, and this is so funny. I can't believe I'm even sitting here telling this story because a lot of people ask me these questions of like, you know, what are the tough things that you've been through? What, you know, what's your journey? But I knew I think that there was always a side of me that wanted more out of life. And I sold cell phones for like six months and I smashed all the records. I smashed all the guys. And I'm like, there's more out of me. Like I want to make more money. There's more potential. So I had somebody that told me like, oh, you should get into automotive sales. You should sell some more cars because I always dumped in a lot of my time, a lot of my passion, but I just wasn't ever getting paid what I was truly worth. So I found a, a, a Dodge dealership, started started working there. And um, within nine years, I. Met Andy Elliott the past two years of my career, and I went with his training platform from top salesperson, first female finance manager, first female sales manager, and I ran a dealership and we hit record-breaking units. <sighs> so that's a part of like the journey, and I guess the two minutes section of what you're looking for is that two minutes? Did I go over time? Did I go under? We check my brightly yeah. much.
1: <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, so going through nine years in automotive, <clears throat> and you said. Your first seven years were without training with Andy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. seven years. What was the difference? I guess when you did start investing in yourself and actually training.
0: Uh, gosh, that's such a good question to ask. Did you think about this question before you came on Correct. here?
1: All ready to roll. So,
0: it, you know what's crazy is one thing that um, that's actually that I don't like about sales in any sales industry. If you're somebody that's listening to this, whether it be automotive or um, real estate or um, sell, selling cell phones. The, the bad thing about sales is I almost feel like the sales industry and the commission industry pays you too much. So what you end up doing is you get comfortable with the really good paychecks because you're making more than minimum wage. Right. So I think uh, mediocrity like kind of sunk in at that time of my seven years um, mm. being around other people that made really good paychecks. Um, What often ends up happening in the sales industry is you make so much money that you end up spending the money. You don't keep account of your money. Why? Because you think, well, next month I'm just going to go make another 15 grand so I can just go spend the 15 grand that I made just now on things that aren't necessary. That's not going to help me grow and scale in my personal life. Well, up until the point of meeting Andy Elliott, I realized that there is another version of yourself and there is more money that is out there because there's, I mean, really, I'm going to ask you, do you think that there's a cap on money? Like, is there a, an X amount of money that that you can make out in the world. Is somebody gonna tell you no, you can't make more? No way. No, so the amount of money is just unlimited. But what I realize is that there's more to, to go out there. There's more money that you can make. But let's just put the money aside for a second. I truly do believe that in the sales industry, it's a service of helping people. So what's that limitation that you should put on yourself to saying you can't go help more people? So in my case, I worked at a dealership where we assisted with secondary financing with people who had challenging credit, bad credit. And for me, it was very fulfilling that I was able to help these families change their lives because they go from a 500 credit score or a 430 credit score. They have bankruptcies. um, They have debt issues. And I was able to pull them out from that situation and help grow their credit to where they would come back and see me in two, three years and be like, oh my gosh, Lena, you changed my life because of you. I'm able to go and buy a home now. Remember when I met you and I told you I was living in this little apartment paying 1000 bucks a month with three kids and I didn't really know where I was going? Well, because you helped me get my credit reestablished, I'm able to rebuild and buy a home now and I'm able to save because you educated me. And that's exactly what I would do is I would sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and we'd go over these clients' finances. We'd go over their, what's coming in and what's going out to be able to scale them and to buy their future home. So I think that's another part of training with Andy Elliott. What I've learned is you're helping people. It's not just about the commission. And that's where I found true fulfillment.
1: And that happened seven years in. That's what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it took me seven years to realize that. You know, at first I, I just thought about, oh, it's just about the money, the money, the money. And I'll never forget actually being like 21, right? And I was sitting and I was I was doing a deal. I had the paperwork there. I was going over the foursquare, We're talking over the numbers. And the husband and wife looked over at me and they're like, why did you pick car sales as a career? Like, why this industry? What, what got you in? And I didn't realize it then, but I, I look back now as I'm older. But I remember sitting there saying, oh, I just want to help people. Like, I want to help people get into a newer, safer car because this old car keeps breaking down on you over and over. And I remember saying that back then, but I just didn't really have, like, clarity or certainty until now that I look back at, you know, 10 years later, like, oh, my gosh, Lena, you still were on the mission. So it's kind of crazy to think back at that. But yeah, I used to just kind of make it more about the money until I realized like, Hey, when you put people first, if you always put people first and helping people and connecting with them, the money's always going to follow along with it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I guess like when you look back, I know that you've mentioned before, you know, the difficulties of like, you're very passionate about like being a woman in business, right? So like being a woman in, in sales, like there's not a whole lot, like it's kind of a male dominant industry. Was there anything that was, uh, I guess, challenging or difficult joining sales and business and leading and running sales teams as a woman?
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, what's crazy is I used to actually have clients that would refuse to work with me because I was a woman. I would I would have people that would come come onto the lot and they'd be like they, they without telling me, hey, we want to work with a guy and not with you. They would tell me, it in other words, by saying, oh, could we get somebody else, please? They would say things like that to me and I would get so offended. And I would just think to myself, like, you've got to be freaking kidding me, because you know why the guy that I'm about to pull, he's not going to take care of you the way that I'm going to take care of you. So there's only so many words that I that, that I can use to get over and, and say something different because I want to earn their business. I want to earn the commission because I know that the guy standing next to me is not going to put in the effort. But I mean, what do you do? But I mean, half the deal, you split the deal. So I go and grab one of my other associates that was a top performer, try to give them the best person and put them on, you know, have the customer work with them. And so that was something that was really frustrating for me is I'm just like, you have no idea like how much I can help you in this sale, how much money that I can save you, how much better I'm going to serve you at the highest level in your future family. So not only was that a thing, but also getting into leadership, getting into management. I mean, I busted my butt for five years in the same company just to get a promotion. And it never really happened because people didn't believe in me. And it, you know what the crazy part was, Tyler is even though I had the numbers and I had the results and I was consistently still number one, nobody still believed in me. They would always promote the guys. They would always look at the guys of being superior. And I, I think it's because really like, if you look at the history and sales or statistics, like why do you, why don't you think that they have women in politics, right? It's because everybody has this thing, this idea that women can't run a nation or they can't run a tribe or a group of people. They're too emotional. They don't know how to handle the hard things, the hard things in life or the tough stuff in life. Uh, emotionally and physically, they they can't handle it. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, my parents come from a military background. All my parents, even my step-parents, they're all prior military. So I grew up with thick skin. Like, you didn't listen, like, you'd get smacked around or your ass is going back to bed in the room. Like, you're going to go back to studying, you know, or like, just very militant, very regimented in my life in my growing up in my childhood. So I always had structure. I had a tough life growing up. So for me, hearing constructive criticism or people telling me how it was, that's totally normal for me. It's it's nothing out of the ordinary. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, because you're a girl, you you can't handle that. And that always bothered me and frustrated me. So I guess if there's women that are out there that are listening to this right now that want an opportunity in sales, you have to have that internal belief. And you know what sucks? Like, yeah, I didn't get it in two days. I didn't get it in six months. I didn't get it in three years. It took me nine years to finally make my spot in a marker as a woman in this industry and my last dealership that gave me the opportunity to level up. But I also had to take Andy Elliott's skill set and what he taught me to become the next best version of me. But I I really do think a lot of women just don't believe in themselves. Like I look back at old videos and photos of me and I'm like, man, I didn't really believe in myself. I mean, I kind of did, but I kind of didn't, but I kind of did. You know, I stayed on the mission, but. I think I was always just scared, but I knew like, hey, I could make a difference because no other dealerships that I worked at had women. Nobody else did. And I'm like, if I just continue to stay and focus and, and believe in the mission, it may not happen right away. But that's that's one thing that I love about Andy Elliott is that he always talks about compressing time frames. Like normally what it would take you six years to get, we're going to compress that down and get you there within one year. And that's exactly what happened to me is I, I believed in what he said. I stayed on that and did the required work. See, most people, most women, they'll want to try it out. Like they'll get their feet wet in the water because they want to try it out because they're really curious. But once somebody gets in their mind and says, Hey, you can't do it or you're not strong. Well, they go right back down to failure and they don't believe in themselves and then they leave out of sales. They go back to the nine to five, the corporate job. And it's like, you got to stay more consistent. I think, that con- yeah, consistency is really important.
1: How do you think people can should stay consistent even when they're not getting results and they're kind of like growing into that version that you, can actually get results? You
0: have to stay around more like-minded people. You have to. You have to stay around more like-minded people. And so I think like, remember how I told you that everybody... Um, you know, sales, like getting paid so much commission kind of makes you feel like average and regular. You got to stay around other people that are at a higher state than you. So I'm going to give you an example. Like if you're somebody that makes $100,000 a year, right? And you and everybody else around you makes $100,000. Well, you're just going to think and stay on that same playing field as $100,000 because nobody else is pushing you to think and grow bigger. But Imagine, like, let's say me and you, we all make $100,000. Imagine that somebody enters in my life, whether it be a business partner, relationship, or just a business acquaintance that makes $150,000. Well, obviously, they have $50,000 more worth of knowledge or productivity than what I do. So my goal is to be staying around that person that makes $150,000 because they obviously know something that I don't know. So automatically, if I start hanging out with that person naturally, And that's without even me trying, without me studying. Just because I'm surrounded and I'm whizzing around that person that makes $150,000, I'm going to grow to being that person around them. So they're obviously reading something. They've got activities. They're surrounding themselves around somebody that's making $150,000. And if I can realize to put myself and separate around that person, I'm going to grow into being them. So that's how you can prevent it is being around other like-minded people.
1: So what would you say to someone who's like, Man, must be nice because you're around the Elliott group all day. Like must be easy, you know, for you to say because you're already, you know, successful and you're around all these people. Like, how did you do that when you were in the dealership and like you weren't around people like that? Like what did you do to actually put yourself in a pocket or a community when you were around people that weren't thinking that way? Because I feel like that's where most people are is they're trying to get to a place like that, but they're like that's not my situation right now. I don't have anyone like mine. I don't have anyone who's thinking similarly. It's like, what do I do? Like, cause, because it's so easy for, for them to believe that it's the magic trick, watching us talk about this, or you know, having the money to be able to come out to a seminar, or you know, having the money to be able to, to get around people. but for the people who are like, "I'm dead broke." I don't have anything like, what do I do? You know?
0: Well, we're obviously making this podcast for people to listen to. Right. So if somebody is out there listening to this, right, somebody is listening to this mm-hmm. because they're resourceful. So that's, that's step number one. You're listening. But number two, plug into the Elliot group, plug into us. Like it really, you're, if you're listening to this right now, that means that you're already taking the first step. You're already taking action. Right. And number two, plug into the Elliot group. Why not? we're resourceful. You have to find those resources. So whether that's plugging into like a local group and your community of other people that think bigger or the Elliot group. And, and I'm, I'm saying like, you mentioned like, what if they don't have the money to come out to a seminar and and fly out here, or maybe they don't have the ability to get on a plane and actually fly out here. We've got Facebook groups that are available and the Elliot sales nation. We've got Facebook groups. We have other uh, other coaches that are in the Elliot group that can help you regardless of your financial situation. See because I think a lot of people think like oh the Elliot group you have to spend a lot of money in order to be a part of our tribe. That is not the case. And I'm giving you permission right now to like reach out to us and get a hold of us because we have Facebook groups, we have other people that we can put, plug you into because here here's the deal Tyler. A lot of people think that they have a money issue. Like they don't have a money issue. They have a skill issue, but once that skill gets fixed then the money's going to come right along with it. So when you plug into us and the free resources that, that we have, like that alone right there is going to help you get that skill. That way we can help you make more money and then we can get you into the bigger rooms and get you into seminar tickets and private coaching and platforms. But I think it all is just a matter of just resources, finding a resource, finding somebody. And I'm, Yeah, just looking for that buzzing energy of somebody that has something bigger. Does that make sense? Did I answer your question? Because people are listening to this, right? Because it is the first step. And if not, then, I mean, yeah. Did I answer that? Yeah,
1: 100%. I think that it's important because a lot of times people, they think like that it's unachievable for themselves to be able to do things that they see other people do online because they think, well, you're already there. But like not everybody starts there. So they, they, they already are limiting themselves from being able to obtain the results that are out there for them because they are just a way of thinking. They're closed-minded to being able to change their life, and they're already making excuses to why they can't. So the reason that I ask the question is for everyone out there who's listening, who's like, "Man, I do want to change my life. Like, I, the I, I do want a different situation, but they say but something could be anything. And like, if you can find pockets of people who are on the same mission as you, who want to do the same things as you, it makes it ten times easier. So, for you, I mean, going from right, like you got into sales, right? and you're like in a sales environment maybe wasn't around the best people but you're still in a sales environment so going from sales all the way to like a management leadership position like how did you develop your skill set without plugging into higher level training without spending money because you were able to climb the ladder in the dealership and do all and go through all these different positions and become a leader but like you didn't start out there so the reason that I'm asking this is because people they start out somewhere like everybody starts somewhere and it isn't really about where you start. It's about, you know, there's this saying, it's like, you know, uh, you can't control the cards you were dealt, but you can control how you play the hand, right? So it's not about what, you're, what position you're in right now. It's about what you do while you're in the position that you're in. So, like, you started out in sales, and then you moved up to a management position. Like, what was your thinking like when you were doing that? And, like, why were you ambis- ambitious enough to, like, want something different? You know what I mean? Like, what... What drove you to trying to become a leader?
0: You know what it is? I wanted it more than anybody else wanted it. That's it. I wanted it more than anybody else and I wanted to prove it to myself and to my family. And I think all the successful people that are around us or in the world, it's all because they wanted it more than anybody else. And I wanted it so badly. I hated, I hated, I always wanted to be number one. And I think that that comes from like my parents, they're, they're, they're very competitive being in the military. I think that that's, that's like that feeling inside of my soul is always being competitive. Like my mom always was like, you're going to be number one. You got to be number one. You got to be number one. You know, my dad, my dad had me start running at, gosh, I think in like the sixth grade, I remember like going out on the run for the first time. And I remember running with him because he, my dad's a big athlete and he's like, I know this is painful right now, but I promise you in six months with the conditioning and the training that I'm about to put you through, it's gonna be easy. And he's like, you're gonna be number one. And even, you know, what's crazy is like in high school, I I did, I performed in track and cross country. I remember even if I got second or third place, it was never good enough for him. Like, he's like, you should be number one. Why aren't you number one? And I would work so hard. And then, you know, it's crazy when I got to be number one, he's like, it's not fast enough. Your race time isn't fast enough. You should be at X marker, not this marker. You need to train more. You need to work harder. And so I I, I I, think, like, that's why I'm internally, I'm a really big people pleaser. Because I always wanted to prove to my parents and show them that, like, hey, all this hard work that you put into me, you know, all, all this hard work that, that you've helped me push to be who I am, like, I just want to pay it back to you and show you that you did a great job raising me. Like, anything that I can pay it forward. And then, and then as I grew older, I... Um, there's a big age gap between me and my brothers. And I just realized like they need somebody to look up to. They, they need a role model in their life and I'll be damned if they're watching or finding somebody else on Instagram or social media and it's not me. That would pain me. That would hurt me. Like I want to be that role model for them. So I guess I just want it more than anybody else. And I just, I wanted to prove it to myself that like, Hey Selena, you can sell 20 cars a month and you can still go to college full time. You can do it all. You can have it all. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted it more than anybody else. I, I just wanted to prove to people. And, you know, all, I think it's like the haters, you know, all the haters say like, oh, you can't have this in life or you won't get this in life. Like, those are the people that I'm like, you know what? Like, screw that. I'm going to go get that. I want that so badly.
1: Yeah. And then I guess like, so moving from, you know, into having leadership skills, right? Cause like if people are watching this and they're like, Hey, you know, I'm in a position where I'm in, you know, maybe I have a corporate job a nine to five W2. Maybe I'm 1099 sales. I'm door knocking, cold calling in-person sales, retail, whatever it is. Like, I don't want to be here in five years. Like, just like you, like, what would you give to somebody if they were trying to move up and level up to get to a different place or a different position, whether it's in the same company or a different company, but gain the skills to be able to like provide value at the next level of that opportunity.
0: Yeah. I would just say, start, just start somewhere. It doesn't matter where start somewhere. You have to take action. Like, because the more that you sit there in that chair that you're sitting in right now, or if you're in your car or whatever that you're sitting in, and the more that you keep thinking to yourself, like, Oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. Well, there, here you go. Six months later, still telling yourself the same thing. Oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I'm thinking about, leveling up or taking the next position or getting a commission job, the more that you sit there thinking about it, the more that you're damaging your own self instead of just taking action.
1: Analysis paralysis. Yeah.
0: Like if you really want to do it, you know, what's crazy. I was on the phone. I hope this guy listens to this. I'm actually sending this recording (laughs) to this guy. I had a phone call conversation with a guy yesterday. He is 40 years old and he worked on like the, like farms and he just like comes from the oil industry, like in the middle of nowhere. and, the boonies. I don't know if you ever heard the word the boonies oh, yeah. before, but in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, he's telling me, he's like, no, I'm getting started in sales. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So did you start? Cause he told me you want to get in car sales. I was like, did you start yet? And he goes, no, I haven't yet. And I said, well, have you taken any courses? And he goes, yeah, I want to memorize all of Andy Elliott's zero to 100 K. I want to memorize all the, all, all the word tracks first before I go and start interviewing at a dealership. I'm like, What? I was like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, I just want to make sure that I'm overly prepared and I have everything memorized. That way, when I do go in for my interview, that they are gonna hire me." I'm like, "Child, sweet baby Jesus!" <laughs> I'm like, "No!" I said, "No, no, no!" I'm like, "You gotta get out there right now!" Like, I had a serious conversation with him because I was I was trying to get him on one of Andy's courses, and I realized that he had already purchased all the courses. I'm like, "How long you been following Andy? How long have you been taking these courses? Two months? Two months?" I'm like, you got to get out there right now. I'm like tomorrow, like right now, after this phone call, I want you to go on Google maps and go find all the touching dealerships that are in your area that are within 30 minutes. He's like, really? And I'm like, yes. I said, what are you waiting for? Because the more that you just think and sit there and try to memorize these word tracks, here's the deal. At the end of the day, sales, word tracks, all that stuff is great. We need that. We need the skill set. But all sales is, is a, is a relationship business. It's about servicing people and taking care of people. And I'm like, you'll memorize the word checks. That's the easy stuff. But I'm like, you need to go out there and go have an interview with a dealership. I said, tomorrow, 8am, you need to get up, have a cup of coffee and get out there, go to a couple different dealerships. So I sent him over the link, how to kill your interview by Andy Elliott, like how to perfect it, the words that you need to say. Cause at the end of the day, the number one thing that's going to get you paid is your mouthpiece. So I said, you need to memorize this. Go watch it tonight. Go psycho crazy till one, two o'clock in the morning and go regurgitate regurgitate that tomorrow. I'm like, get out there. I said, the more that, and I just couldn't believe it. He's been sitting there for two months trying to memorize these word tracks, which is why writing these videos over and over and over. And see, the problem is, is he's not taking action. He's not actually doing the things that are hard. See, that's what made, makes me different than everybody else is I'm like, I'm gonna go run to that pressure. You know what he told me? He texts me. Later that evening, he goes, I actually, I didn't want to tell you this over the phone. I didn't want to admit it, but I did go to a couple of dealerships and I pretended to be like a secret shopper or a ghost shopper to try and see how they, they would handle me. I'm like, why would you do that? Just go in for the interview. And he's like, well, I wanted to see how good the salespeople were. And he goes, and they were terrible. They just, they, they just gave me their business card and walked out. And I'm like, great. I'm so glad that you had a terrible experience there because then that means that you have the opportunity to kill it. And you already know. So go in for your interview. It's like, he's dancing around or he's flirting around with the idea of working there. But like, he's so scared to move forward. I'm like, what are you scared of? Rejection? I I truly do think that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Being scared of rejection or scared of a no or fearful of a no. I'm like, just go in because the faster that you fail, see Tyler, I think, I I think a lot of people sit in this seat. The faster that you fail, the quicker that you're going to get to the wins. So I'd rather have you fail fast and fail as hard as possible quick. That way we can just get to the wins already.
1: Yeah, you're going to learn everything you need to know by making mistakes and learning from those mistakes and all the lessons mistakes have to teach you to get to where you want to go because right now you're getting the results that you currently are because of the information that you have. So he's not in sales, he's not actually doing anything, so he's not able to make any sales. But if you just got in there, got his butt kicked a little bit, then you'd be able to actually like learn from the mistakes that you're making talking to people or just like role-playing and getting in the environment. And then you'd be able to learn and implement the things that you're learning back into the conversations that you're having and make more money. There's a saying that we have in our industry, life insurance. It's, there's two types of people in the industry. You either have someone that is, uh, can learn everything they need to in the first 30 days or someone who takes 365 days. The difference is they learn the same thing is that they learn the same amount of information. The difference is it takes a different time horizon. And that's completely up to the amount of action and activity that our agents put in while they're getting started with us. So action takers are world changers. Do
0: you, guys, do you have that in your field too? Like people that just sit there and they're just like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do you do in that case? Or what do you like, what, what does that look like?
1: Just trying to strive to get people inspired enough to actually get on the phones and give them the right tools and resources and guidance. But I mean, there's, there's not, there's not a lot that, you know, it's kind of out of your hands at a certain point. Um, Some people just won't. And that's tough to say, but we try to give everyone all the experience or all the tools and resources and shortcuts to be able to do it very, very quickly and very simply, but at the end of the day, I think that people need to take action on, and that's something that's internal that, that they decide on mm-hmm. rather than you know getting all the answers from everybody else. And if you're on the journey of trying to become successful, it takes you actually taking the first step. And then once you're starting to put in the action and, and the effort and activity and you're grinding, like people will help pull you up because they see that you're making effort, which is exactly what happened to both of us. But people that don't put in any effort and don't try to figure it out, they don't get any help because they're not worth giving help to yet if that makes sense um
0: yeah it's like an internal fear yeah people have internal fears
1: yeah internal fears for sure um but guys if if this video this podcast if this helped you guys you guys learned something from it, you took something from it selena what's your instagram
0: c-e-l-i-n-a dot e-k-l-u-n-d come on
1: shoot or follow interact with us on social media guys Um, and if this helped you Share it with a friend, like, subscribe. And uh, guys, we'll see you in the next episode.
0: Was that good? I felt like that wasn't good. I felt like I was saying the same things over and over again. It wasn't good. That's a nugget. Ooh, let
1: me take some notes.